0: Hello, Life United. Hey, we are so glad that you are here with us today. And I believe that God dropped a word in my heart for you this week. And so, man, I've been ready for several days to bring this word to you and I've been praying over it. And then I believe that it is really important for this time. I really had something, a different direction in mind that I thought I was going to uh, lead into this week. And yet one day as I was praying this week and earlier in the week, um, the Lord just began to really drop a thought in my heart and begin to speak to me on some things. And so I want to share that with you this morning. And so I want to jump right into it. I don't want to waste a lot of time, but Hey, we are so glad that you are here today. And uh, whether this is your first time or, uh, whatever the situation may be, maybe you're a part of our church family have been for a long time. Hey, we are so thankful that you're here. We believe that God has some amazing things for you. And, uh, so I believe that as we look into his word today, I believe that there's going to be some insight and some wisdom gained, uh, that's very, uh, very much a part of what we can use right now. And so that's the thing I love about God's word. It's not just theory. It's actual, uh, substance that we can use and apply to our life and so I want to start off today and we're going to read Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible because this is really kind of the the launching pad of our of the message today is this and it gives us instruction Uh, Proverbs is considered the book of wisdom it really gives us a lot of wisdom about how to live on earth And one of the main uh, topics, if you will, through the book of Proverbs, if you read it over and over and over, you hear about wisdom. You see wisdom talked about and spoke to. And here in chapter 4 and verse 7, it says that we are to get skillful and godly uh, wisdom is that it is preeminent. It says... And with all of your acquiring, get understanding and actively seek spiritual discernment. He says, uh, mature comprehension and logical interpretation. And the reason that I really wanted to to read this out of the Amplified is because it adds a couple of key words. And number one, it says to get godly wisdom. And and I really want to share. And that's really kind of the, the 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 one of the main focuses that that the Lord began to stir in me is a phrase that I keep hearing a lot. And and the Lord began to just speak some things to me. And it also says here, so it says that we're to get what, not just wisdom, but to get godly wisdom. But then it also says in your understanding that we need to get what? Spiritual discernment. And discernment is simply the ability to to recognize right and wrong or good and bad, however you want to look at that. And so here it tells us, is that what? We are to get wisdom. Now, the phrase that I just referenced that I keep hearing this question Or this statement that, that I haven't really thought a whole lot about it until the other day is that, is that we, we hear this statement made a lot right now. It's like, well, it's just not a wise thing to do. And, and you know, and, and it's applied to a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances, whether that be, uh, you know, with our physical health, whether that be in our finances, whether, you know, there's so many areas that this applies to. But I, I hear that is that, well, that's just not a wise thing to do right now. That's not a wise decision right now. And my question would, would be to that is, well, who is that wisdom according to? And the reason that I say that is because throughout scripture, we really see that there are two kinds of wisdom. There's natural wisdom, but then there's also godly wisdom. And if we're not careful, sometimes we will think, well, natural wisdom is God's wisdom, but that's not, it's not automatically the same thing. Is it sometimes natural wisdom actually goes against what God's wisdom would be, what godly wisdom would be. I'll give you an example of this. We talk about generosity and sowing and the Bible says that what we can actually, what become more prosperous by or because of our giving, because of our generosity. Well, you know, I mean, it's basic mathematics. If you have a number and you subtract some you have less than what you started with and yet that's natural wisdom but godly wisdom says no if you are generous if you're a giver what god says he will what bless you with an abundance and so in the kingdom of god sometimes godly wisdom is actually the reverse of what logical wisdom i'll say it that way is that god's wisdom is not always logical Sometimes it's even kind of head scratching and you may be like, man, that just doesn't make sense to me, but I believe the Lord's telling me to do this. And so I want to take just a few moments and talk about these two things because earthly wisdom is this just simply defined. And this is just my own kind of definition is solely based on what can be seen, what could be researched or what could be comprehended from an earthly Point of view. In other words, I can look at history and look at the weather. I can, you know, I can get online and research. Hey, is, what's the weather like today? Is it going to be sunshiny? Is it going to be raining? There's predictions that are made. You know, I can look at my uh finances and say, well, I've got this, this, and this, and and, and so I'm going to make this decision and that decision, or however it may be. And, and there is some godly wisdom. I mean, I'm sorry, some natural wisdom that we can gain from, and we ought to be uh, pursued. Natural wisdom. I mean, natural wisdom says, Hey, when your gas tank, the little light comes on and it dings and says, Hey, you're getting low on gas. You might need to pay attention to that because if you don't, you're going to be stranded on the side of the road. Why? Because you ran out of gas. Well, I don't need a word from God to tell me to fill up my gas tank. I mean, that's a natural wisdom thing. But there may be times where God would speak to me that, hey, in the natural, there may be no warning signs. There may be nothing seen. And I believe in the days in which we're in right now, but also the days that we're headed into, this is going to become more and more and more vital. I mean, like not just optional, but vital for us that we really start to lean even more onto uh, godly wisdom. And so, what is, so if earthly wisdom is just based on kind of our research, what can be seen, what can be comprehended from our perspective, godly wisdom is what? It's based solely from what? The mind and the understanding of God. Now the thing that we have to know and understand about this is that God is all-seeing and God is all-knowing. Now the Bible would, t- would give us the, the word that He is omniscient. It simply means He sees and knows everything. Uh, one way to paraphrase this would be Matthew chapter twelve, verse thirty-six. It says the Lord searches every heart and he understands every motive behind the thoughts. Every motive even God sees. First uh, Chronicles twenty eight verse nine says that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. He sees everything. He sees the whole planet all at the same time. He says, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. And I believe that if we're not careful, we can, even in the moments that we're living in right now and that we're moving into, you know, I believe that we can just default to some natural wisdom. Because I believe that there's a lot of things that may be coming and up ahead for us that on the surface, they're going to look one way. And so if we rely strictly on our natural wisdom, in other words, what we can see we're going to get tricked because we're going to be looking at it one way when godly wisdom would actually speak to us something very different. I'll give you just an easy example. You may have some type of an investment that on the surface, it looks like, hey, this is the right thing to do, man. All Everything lines up perfect. All of my research lines up. But you get that little check in your heart that says, don't do that. But yet naturally, it's like, man, but this makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't I do this? Because God is trying to protect you. And man, and I think that even in the day, I mean, we have a lot of uh, volatility to right now. I mean, you look at the, the stock market, you look at the price of oil, you look at, you know, all these types of things. and It, it can kind of shake you and, you know, you go to the store, you can't even find toilet paper. You can't find things that just seem like, man, they should always be there. And yet the Lord will speak to you even about things that we may deem as insignificant but they're not insignificant because if they were or I'm sorry if they were insignificant God wouldn't talk to us about it just the fact that he is talking to us means that it is significant now as I was praying that the, the Lord brought me back to a verse and this is also in the book of Proverbs I'm going to be reading quite a few verses from the book of Proverbs today but in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 25 it says this is that there is a way that seems right to a man, it seems proper; it seems good. He says, "But in the end, it is the it, or but its end is the way of death." So let me kind of reword this another way: is that there is a way that seems right to us, but in the end, it se- it will turn into destruction. Now, I know that this is ultimately talking about God's desire that all men to be saved. But I believe that there's also a principle here that even as believers, as people who are following God, is that we can go and follow a path that seems right to us. But in the end, it will not produce the future or what we hoped for. In other words, what we thought would happen turned out very different. And I've experienced this multiple times in my life where God would speak in a situation and I'm like, man, I thought this was going to happen this way, but I'm so glad that I listened to the wisdom of God and I didn't just listen to what I could see or figure out on paper, but I really listened to God and I followed those leadings because... Looking back on it now, I can see where if I would have stayed my course and stayed my way, it would have not had ended well for me. And so just because something seems right doesn't always mean that it is. And so that's why we need to do what it talks about in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 7. What? It says, lean not onto your own understanding. It says, acknowledge God in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. Lean not. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in what you can figure out. Don't trust in your own opinions and your own thoughts. No, we've got to what? Let me say it this way. Is that when I say that we need to um, acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways. What it is. Is that we need to have our plan. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. But we need to submit that plan to the Lord. And say Lord. Is this something that you will bless? Is this something that you will honor? Because if we're not careful. We will just default into living from a natural point of view. And really miss out on what God had intended. Or we may even. Go even further and really get into some areas that it could really cost us if we're not careful. And, you know, and so it's so important. I believe the days that we're stepping into that we're already in, but I believe even moving forward, it's going to become more and more and more important that we don't just listen to our own thoughts or even just what we can research that man, we need to hear the heart of God. We need the wisdom of God. In our life. And so Proverbs chapter 12 speaks to this as well. In verse 15, it says that a fool is in love with his own opinion, but wisdom means being teachable. And part of that being teachable is to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you an example of this here in a little while from my own life. That, that this happened and that the Holy Spirit had to help me in a moment. And it was, and it really meant, actually it was a significant financial decision that I was making. You know, but man, I was so glad that I listened to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because man, it paid off in the end. I just didn't know it in the moment. You know, Proverbs 16 verse 9 says this. It says that a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and he establishes them. In other words, we can have our plans, but our plans don't just automatically follow in line with God's plan. That's why we need God's wisdom. We can't just trust in what we know. We can't just trust in what we hear. We can't just trust in what we read. When God speaks, we have to be what? Willing to hear and to be obedient, even if it's not logical. You know, because there are times that the Lord will speak to us and our natural brain just says that doesn't make any sense. But that doesn't make it any less God. And I want to encourage you today to be sensitive to the voice of the Lord and to listen. And don't try to figure it all out. I mean, we live this life by faith, not by what we see. It's not just by, well, all the circumstances say everything's right. Sometimes all the circumstances will be right, in this, in, but that decision to move forward would be wrong. And so we have to be willing to listen for the voice of the Lord. You know, the the Bible goes on and it tells us as well. And this is another scripture along with the one I just read. you coming out of Proverbs 20, verse 24. It says, the Lord directs our steps. So why do we try to understand everything along the way? Now, this is a, a challenging scripture for me because I always want to understand. I always want to, you know, I want to see step A, B, C, D. I want to have the roadmap laid out. I want to know exactly. And yet I've just learned what the Lord is. He's like, just trust me. Take this step. And I don't have to see five steps down the road. I just need to see the next step. And you may be in a situation or a circumstance right now. And you're like, man, I don't know what to do. And, and you're trying to look too far down the road. Just ask the Lord and say, what is my next step? What is this? What's the next thing that you have for me to do and, and really to move into? And so, you know, um, I'll give you an example of this. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this nicely, but uh, I can be a, a pretty um, mentally focused person. Like I can kind of get locked in, get my blinders on and I'm just looking and, and, and I don't see anything else. Like I, I'm focused, I got my eye on the prize and I'm charging going ahead. And that's really just a nice way of saying that I can be stubborn. Like when I set my mind to something, I'll run through the wall to get it done. You know, uh, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't matter what's happening around me. And, you know, but, and so what happens is that, but when I get my plan kind of in place and aligned, what do I do? And what do you do when God challenges that plan or challenges that thought? What do you do in that moment? And And I've had the Lord do this to me. And I can tell you every time that I've listened, I'm thankful. And every time that I've not listened and not been obedient, I've regretted it. You know, pain is a great teacher. It's not, it's, it's definitely not the, my favorite teacher, but I, unfortunately I, I I have been hard headed and not listened to that little voice on the inside of me, that little thought that would come up and I have paid the price for those decisions, but there's also been times and thankfully I've learned and I've grown, but there's been, and I've become much more aware of that little voice, that little Feeling that little thought. And it's the impression of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I've learned to listen to it even when I have my plan. And so what happens is now I've learned that I need to go to the Lord with my plan and say, Lord, is this your plan? Not just does it make sense on paper, but God, does this really make sense? And is this really your wisdom? Now I want to give you a natural example of this, but it was a a significant moment, Uh, and I've shared this before. But and I have lots of these stories that I could tell you at different times where God spoke things into my life. But uh, about a year before me and about. 14 months before me and Dara actually moved to Lake Charles. Uh, we had been renovating a house and it was a gorgeous house. We completely redone it. It was awesome. I mean, it had a pool and I had all these great plans in my mind. I could see us doing all this stuff and having, you know, all these church get togethers at the house. And it was awesome. It was beautiful. I mean, we completely redid it. So of course we liked it. It was our, our taste. And, uh, so I kind of towards getting to the end of, of finishing up the project, I just asked Dara, I was like, Hey, would you be, would you maybe want to move? And sell our current house and go move into this basically a brand new house that we had just spent nine months remodeling. And she's like, man, I think I would, you know, it'd be nice. I'd love to have a pool and, and all these things. And it was, you know, and on paper, it was a steal. I mean, because, you know, we bought the house and it was really in bad shape. And so we'd spent a lot of money and a lot of time investing to, to redo this thing. And so we put our house, you know, we finish up on the current house that we had and we put our house on the market. Uh, to be sold. And so opening weekend, man, it hit the market. We had an open house and that weekend we had two full price offers on the house. And I just thought, man, this has to be the Lord. This, this is too easy. And we got, I mean, we got the price we were asking for and that weekend. And so, and the next week, now, after, you know, we signed the contracts and everything, uh, you know, but we're in contract. So they come and they've done inspections and we're actually doing repairs on the house. So a few things that, I, that, you know, they had found that I needed to fix. And so I remember I was in my office. I had an upstairs office in this house and it kind of overlooked the backyard. And, um, you know, it was a, a great little space, you know, that I could go away and, and pray. And I remember, I mean, I remember it so vividly. It was on a Wednesday afternoon and it was right after lunch. And uh, I had guys outside working on the house, and I'm upstairs praying because we had church that night. And um, and I'm just sitting there praying, just kind of praying, 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 and just really not, I mean, I really focused on the service. And all of a sudden, I had this thought that you're going to regret this in a year if you sell this house. And I just thought, well, that's crazy. Like, I mean, naturally, the numbers are, are, make sense. I mean, like, I'm going to get a brand new house. I'm going to be able to sell this house for full price. Uh, You know, this is crazy. And I I remember it kind of baffled me a little bit. Like, I mean, because I wasn't thinking about it. I remember I walked downstairs and I told Dara, I said, I I think we might be making a mistake to sell this house. And her response was, well, why would you think that? And I said, I don't know. I, I, I just... I just had this feeling. I felt like the Lord just spoke to me, so I went upstairs and I started praying about it some more. And I'll never forget it. I'm up there praying, and I can hear these guys hammering because they were just outside the window, you know, working on this house to sell it. And it just and that, but that feeling just it wouldn't lift. It wouldn't change. And you know, here I am in the middle of. I feel like that God spoke to me on one hand, but then I've got natural wisdom. It's like you got a new house, you have got this house sold. And it makes sense on paper, like, but, but I just couldn't get away from what I, that, what I felt like I heard the Lord say, which was, you're going to regret this in a year. And it was strong. on me. and so I'd kind of battle with it and I just kind of put it off to the side a little bit. And so, you know, but it just wouldn't, I mean, I went to church, kind of went through my day and the next day, it just the same thing. It just wouldn't let go. I'm like, man, what is going on? And I remember I called my realtor and I said, hey, you know, uh. Is there any way that I could get out of this contract? I was like, look, you know, I know that they've spent money on inspections and appraisals and all this stuff. I said, you know, I just believe that I'm making a mistake and I'm not supposed to sell this house. And she was like, really? uh, So we talked through it and she, you know, and I said, "I, I, I don't have an answer. I just, I feel like the Lord told me that I'm making a mistake. And I said, look, if I have to pay these people money, like if I have to reimburse them for whatever they're out, you know, let me know and um and so she said well i'll I'll reach out and you know she goes because honestly she said there is no way out i mean it's a binding contract you're locked in you're gonna have to sell the house and so i said okay well i'm just gonna pray and i remember i prayed a real simple prayer and i just said lord if this is you you're gonna provide a way for me out of this even though i got myself into it you're gonna provide a way out and the next day she called me and i could tell in her voice she was you know now this was a, a christian lady a sweet lady and um You know and i'd known her for a while at this point we had done bought and sold several houses this and that with this realtor so we we had a relationship and she called me she goes you're never going to believe this and i said what and she said the uh the buyer just uh backed out and canceled the contract and i was like really and she said yes and i said well what reason did they give she goes they didn't give a reason and she and i and i asked her i said well I was like, did anybody know about our conversation from the other day? And she said, no, I never, I wasn't able to get a hold of the, of the other realtor to have the conversation. You know, and so long story short, what happened was the Lord told me that you're going to regret this in a year. That was in August. The next August, I was in preparations to move to Lake Charles. And see, the wisdom of God actually saved me, not just the headache of moving twice, it saved me a ton of money. Because I would have paid realtors to sell one house, I would have paid realtors to sell another. I would have ended up losing a lot of money because I had moved into this new house and only been there for a year. And yet because I listened, because I heeded the voice of God, even though everything in my mind is going, this doesn't make sense. Like why in the world? Because God could see something that I couldn't, which he knew what was ahead. And a a year later... I mean, in 14 months, I went from God speaking to me moving out of the state, and God brought us here to Lake Charles. Well, I mean, if I wouldn't have listened, man, I would have lost so much money in the, just in the natural. Not only that, I would have missed out on the opportunity of seeing God. What seeing the Bible says that what He what sees ahead and makes provision. Well, he, he saw ahead and knew what was coming for us. Now, because we listened, we were able to sell the other house. We sold it opening weekend. We set, you know, just got an amazing price on it to sell it. So we made money out of it. Not only that, I got to make money when I sold my other house. So I went from losing money to actually making money all because of one word that God spoke to me. And that's not unique or special to me. I believe that God will speak to every single one of us if we're listening. And it's so important that we do this. And so I want to just share with you a couple thoughts here because there, because, and I think this is important. And this is really part of what the Lord began to stir up in me is how do you know the difference between natural wisdom and godly wisdom? You know, because natural wisdom is not always the same. How do I know the difference between the two? And this is what I would tell you is that one of the easiest ways to tell the difference is the peace of God. Well, how do you know if you have the peace of God? Because there is a calm and the Bible says that, that that peace is beyond all understanding. Because when God speaks like that, what happens is it does, it's not just information. There's a settling that happens in your heart. Even though my mind wanted to go on tilt and run and be like, Oh, this and all these things, it was like in my heart all of a sudden where there was kind of this, uh, frustration a little bit in this, uh, you know, like all these questions. And even, even if I'm honest, just even the thoughts of even moving, I'm like, man, I hope that we're going to, that this is a good thing. I hope, you know, there were still a lot of questions. And it was like that one word from God changed everything in my heart. And it was like this settling in my heart came because I wasn't trying to work it out in the natural. I wasn't trying to run all my numbers and Trying to make everything make sense. I was just trying to follow the Lord. And and so here's the thing that, that we can know. And it's important that we know this. Is that we are not solely flesh people. We are not just flesh. In other words, we are not led and directed simply by just natural forces. Because right now... You know, there are things going on in in our society around around the world in this moment with COVID. Man, that that we could be making some decisions based off of just natural circumstances. Things that we see, things that we hear, we're being directed just by natural forces. No, we are spiritual people. We have the Spirit of God. The Bible says that when we uh, surrendered our heart to the Lord, we became spiritually alive unto God. So our spirit man is now alive and it's in fellowship and communication with God that, that is our, that is available to us. And so how do spiritual people live? We live by faith, not by just external and internal reasonings. It's not just up to us. No, we don't lean on our own understandings. We what we acknowledge God. We surrender our, our plans to Him and we say, okay, I'm going to follow the Lord. Romans 8:14 says this, "For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God." Now I highlighted a couple words here. That'll be on the screen for you says for all who are allowing themselves. See, you have to allow yourself to be led. We can choose to pick up the reins of our life and say, no, I'm in charge. I almost called this message control freaks because that we fight for control. But yet if we're going to walk in the wisdom of God, we're going to have to learn to allow him to lead us. Because when he leads us, he's leading us by his wisdom. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, gives us the wisdom. It says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is what? It's believing God's word above all other information. Faith is believing God's word above all other information. And that's how we are to live, not by sight, not by our reasonings, not by our thoughts, not by our opinions. No, we live by faith in God's word. And so it's important that we know this and we understand this. Proverbs chapter, I'm sorry. Uh, Colossians chapter three, verse 15, it gives us some instructions concerning peace, and it tells us here it says that we are to let peace or let the peace of Christ be the controlling factor in our hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. And he says, to this peace indeed you are called as one as a member in one body of believers. See, we are called to live by peace. We don't just have it. We're called to what? Be led by peace. I I love one translation. I believe it's the Amplified. But it says that we're to let the peace of God rule as an umpire. I used to play baseball. And man, when you go and slide into home plate, you hope that the umpire says, safe, not out. That's what you hope for. And so it's important that we understand that that here the Bible says that peace is to what rule our heart. That it's really the thing that makes the decision. Either stay or go. Move or don't. Invest or don't. Speak or don't. We let the peace of God rule us. And so that's important for us to know. And so I want to give you a couple practical things though. How do you get to a place of peace? Because that's vitally important for us to know. How do you get to a place of peace? Because I can talk talk about peace and we're like, oh yeah, I want to live in peace. But how do you practically do that? I have a couple of ways. Number one, there's there it's prayer. But there's two ways that you can pray. And, and we can do both and we should do both. Number one is we can just pray in the natural. You can pray from your understanding. You can pray from your natural wisdom. That's just praying in English. Pray the words that you know. The other thing that you can do is you can pray in your heavenly language. Now, this the Bible uh, talks about this in the book of Acts throughout. You see it in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. You really see it um, you know, throughout the New Testament it spoke of. And it's about praying by the power of the Holy Spirit. Some people would call it speaking in tongues, speaking in a heavenly language. But, man, we ought to do that. We ought to pray in the natural and we ought to pray in the spirit. The Apostle Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15 actually tells us that. He says, I would pray in the spirit and I will pray in the natural. I will do both. And I think we ought to be doing that because when we pray in the Spirit, what it, what's actually happening is that the Holy Spirit is actually partnering with us to pray out the divine perfect will of God in our life. What a powerful tool. The Bible says that as we pray in the Spirit, we're what? Building ourselves up on our holy faith. That we're building ourselves up praying in the Holy Spirit, and it's so important. Here's another way that you can find peace is that you can read God's Word. You're like, well, God doesn't speak to me. Sure he does. He, he wrote an entire book full of wisdom for us. And so I, I like to think of it this way. If you can't uh, hear from God, then you can read from God. And this is what I found. If you will read God's word, you will hear his voice. Maybe why? Because he'll speak and you're going to know it because you recognize the word of God. It's all of a sudden you'll say, hey, I, 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 that lines up with some scripture that I've been hearing. And so this would be what I would encourage you to do. You may be with us today and say, man, I struggle hearing the voice of God. Look, don't overcomplicate it, but I would encourage you to do this, is that you ask the Lord to speak. You ask him to speak to you. you. You have ears that are open, and then you get quiet. Get quiet. You take a few minutes and pray, and then you just get quiet. Now, this is something that I, I can tell you, is that even in those moments of getting quiet, God doesn't always speak in those moments. I've had it happen many times where I'm praying, seeking the Lord, asking him about something. And then I go somewhere, running air, an and I'm in the truck driving, minding my own business. And all of a sudden, the wisdom of God comes. And so don't get frustrated if you don't hear something in that moment. But I, I think there's a lot of value. I know there's a lot of value sometimes in just sitting quietly. And just giving God some space to come in and speak into your life. For years, I would make this confession, and I still do, just not as much as I used to, is that I I would confess this, I would speak this over my life, is that I hear accurately and clearly the voice of the Lord. I would encourage you, take that. I hear accurately and clearly the voice of the Lord. I hear accurately and clearly the voice of the Lord and I know when it's Him speaking to me and what He's leading me to. I believe that it's so important during these times man, that we don't just lean on our own, uh, wisdom or our own thoughts, but man, we are leaning into the power, the presence of God, the wisdom of God because this natural world is being shaken right now. There's a lot of things that, that we don't understand that we don't fully see. But this is what we know is that God is still on the throne and God is still faithful to his word. He is still committed to you. He's still committed to me. He is still working in the midst of this moment. And so we need to what, lean not to what we can see, what we can reason, what we can understand. We want to be listening for the wisdom of God because he is faithful. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalms 119 uh, verses eighty nine and ninety I love this scripture i 'm going to the last uh, scripture i 'm going to share with you today. It says, "Your word is settled in heaven it 's standing firm and it 's unchangeable, and your faithfulness continues to generation after generation." Your faithfulness continues. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you about the faithfulness of God. Is that God can be trusted. He can be relied on. And so I want to encourage you today, regardless of what's going on. The Bible says if any of you lacks wisdom, all you have to do is ask. Ask the Lord and he will what? He will freely give you the wisdom that you need concerning every situation that you face. Everything that may be troubling your thoughts, troubling your heart right now. God says, I will give you the wisdom that you need. But we just have to ask and then we have to listen. And beyond, And the next thing beyond that is we have to obey when wisdom comes. And sometimes it won't make sense to our mind. But it doesn't change the fact that it is God speaking to us. And we need to put a high value, just as that first scripture we read from Proverbs said, is what? Above. Above all else, seek godly wisdom. Seek discernment, spiritual, godly discernment. Hey, if that I'm going to know if this is the Lord speaking to me. And we need to have that. Man, I hear accurately and I hear clearly from the Lord. You begin to speak those things over your life. You begin to walk this out. And I'm telling you, God is going to work and God is going to move. And you're going to have your own stories of saying, man, if I wouldn't have listened to God when he spoke to me, that situation would have turned out very different. And so, look, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Look, I know that many of you may be here today. Uh, and maybe. You-